my preamble topic. Alex. That is my name. You love FMV games. I do, yes. So, for those that are unaware, you are currently playing through every Final Fantasy game. Yes. I would like you to pause from that, and I would like you to embark on a quest of playing the five worst FMV games ever made, (laughs) (laughs) according to (laughs) thegamer.com. What? (laughs) Does it really test your love of FMV games? But man, I've nearly completed the loop of Final Fantasy. Yeah, once you complete the first loop. What, wait, have you not already? No, I need to do one, two, and three. Oh, okay. Okay, once you do that, you can take a quick break and do this. Or right. you can you can alternate. The night you finish 15, you can play one of these, then you can play FF1, and then you can play another bad FMV game. Right, okay. What? Give me the titles. So, the first one here. This is listed as the fifth worst FMV game. Mad Dog McCree, which is originally a light gun arcade game, but is all done in a full motion video. Oh, that game! Yeah, right. Uh, Everyone loves light gun games; they're great. Light gun games are great. I, yeah, I did used to used to have a light gun for the Saturn. The awful acting and dime store costuming are troublesome, says thegamer.com, to begin with, but pixelated and displayed in 320 by 240, they look even worse, and it's often extremely difficult to tell what you're even supposed to be shooting at. Sounds great, man. I don't know how I would play that. Yeah, I'm sure you can emulate it somewhere. It has been ported to the Sega CD and the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> I'm sure you can emulate at least one of those consoles. Yeah. Alright, your next one that I want you to play. Also, this, okay, so this is a list of like worst then, top five worst and five best FMV games. So I'm going to skip the best ones because Alex doesn't deserve that. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Alright, up next. A game called Tender Loving Care. I don't like the sound of this. <laughs> there, so, um, I believe this was originally a movie that was then adapted into a FMV game. Of course it was. <laughs> um, so I know this. it is on Steam. Um, the main bit of this is the game asks you, like, quote-unquote psychological questions in between some of the FMV sequences, and it changes what FMV sequences you see. Uh, okay. And also in it is a famous English actor, John Hurt. So there you go. You can really tell this was made in the 90s. Look at these uh, <laughs> fits, Jesus. Also, Alex, it's mostly positive on Steam. So Yeah, right? It's gotta be good. Hey, man. My whole thing is overwhelmingly positive, right? Alright. The next one. Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub-Zero. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So they decided after the first three Mortal Kombat games, they were like, we need to make the most out of this FMV technology we have before it gets replaced. So they made a 2D side scrolling adventure game with Sub Zero that was all done with the FMV like sprites that they used in Mortal Kombat. So they, and there is full motion, I believe there's also full motion video like cutscenes in it. How is it Mortal Kombat Mythologies? Yeah, Mythology Sub Zero. I believe they were going to spin out. Mortal Kombat Mythologies into its own like series, but then this did so badly they decided not to. It's pretty bad from what I've seen of it. It's like pretty horrendous. It's like the gamer says, rife with hammy, B-grade acting and sporting some of the worst side-scrolling controls of all time, this served as an example of how not to develop a game. So there yeah. You go, yeah, this doesn't look very good. Alright, your second worst FMV game, Alex. Uh-huh. Street Fighter the movie, the game. <laughs> Who doesn't want to play a game of a movie of a game? Have any of us seen the Street Fighter movie? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I'm sure I've seen it at one point. I feel like I've seen it, but I don't remember any of it. Yeah. I feel like we need to re should we rewatch it next time we're all in the same room? No. <laughs> Why not? It's well, actually, you know what? Yeah, yeah. But John Claude Van Damme's in it. Yeah, look at that attempt at Giles' hair. Yeah. Sure. You mean sure? You mean Zangief? <laughs> oh, this game, this list is, has her story as the best FMV game. There you go. But we're not talking about the best. We're talking about the worst. And I like the number one worst FMV game that you were to play. Night Trap. Oh, I, I saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. How <laughs> was that? So Night Trap, um, along with the original Mortal Kombat, Night Trap is like pretty much, I don't want to say blamed, blamed for the wrong word, but like credited with why video games have age ratings these days. Uh, because it was an FMV game where essentially you were like a special agent, like in someone's not in someone's house, but like monitoring someone's house, and you were like to deploy traps that were set up around their house to fort these weird creatures getting at like this fucking schoolgirl slumber party that was happening in the house at the time. So it's really weird. Uh, it's pretty bad, and there is a scene where I think like. One of the girls is like dancing around in her like a top in her underwear, and that's the whole reason now that like video games have age ratings because people are like, oh, I can't fucking let our kids see this, blah 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 blah. Even though like it is incredibly mild from today's standards. So there you go, and it was released on the Sega CD. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to your review of all these games, Alex. Uh, I'll tell you right now, that's not happening. I'm going to exclusively pick bad FMV games for you to play on the next series of it. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you could do that. You could certainly do that. Please don't. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Man, I don't want to play Nitro. <laughs> Why not? This is it's not good. good no. <laughs> Now, here's another list. The 10 most infamous FMV games of the 90s. Yeah, there, there's, uh, there's a lot of them. Is that, that? That just looks like anime porn. Okay. What the fuck is this? Oh, you just on the Steam new releases? <laughs> <laughs> Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Not So Super Bash Bros. Presents Game Club for March 2022. Yes, Game Club is back, the monthly video podcast review thing, where we take turns picking games, go play them for the month, come back and discuss them for your listening pleasure. This month, Alex picked Not For Broadcast from Not Games, the FMV broadcast management game. And as ever, I am your host, Too Hot For TV, Nick Davis. Joined by Too Sexy for CRT, Alex Proudfoot. God, remember CRT TVs? Jesus. And too Voluptuous for VHS, IY Chunk. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> Who's they? Who says that? <laughs> Everyone out there listening. That's every comment now on every video is, damn, IY is just too voluptuous for VHS. Yes, Not For Broadcast, originally released in January 2022. Alex. Hello, Nick. Why did you pick Not For Broadcast? So, we just did a whole bit of how I love FMV games. Yes. And I have a, like, twice a year tradition where I'll, I'll just go on to Steam and see what the crack is with FMV, see if there's <laughs> any new FMV, FMV games. Just the FMV tag, see what's up. And I was like, ooh, what's this game? What's this game? So I'd been kind of tracking it to see when it was releasing and saw it was fully released. And I was like, perfect timing. It's my mm. pick. It's an FMV game. Sorted. Yeah, I had actually played a bit of this like when it first came out in early access. Like I had bought it I was pretty much because similar to you, like I think I saw it. I was like, this is a really fucking cool idea. And like 
early access seemed like the right way of like them kind of getting out there and generate buzz for it. And I like played like the thing it was like maybe the first three levels, like when it was in early access. And then I was like, all right, yeah, I'm happy enough to like I'll wait for this to be fully out. I think it's uh, also quite smart because I'm assuming they put it in early access, use the funds to film more stuff to then yeah. expand the game. So it was a pretty smart way of doing it. Mm. So, as ever, I've split this into three categories. And what are those categories, Nick? Gameplay. Wee. Story and characters. Wee again. And is this the best use case for FMV in a game? Probably. (laughs) But before we get into our very first category, I always have to ask, how far did everyone get in Not For Broadcast? Uh, I finished it. I got, I only saw one of the endings. I know there is multiple endings that kind of change depending on which way you sway in certain moments of the game, but I finished it. I got one of the endings. Uh, Alex. I finished it twice, got two endings. Oh, I. I got to the second last level. <laughs> you got to the, the second last level yeah, and stopped. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I was playing it just before this call. Oh, the preamble should have been IY doing the last level live. That's was, what we should have done. Was was the last level not, like, real long? <laughs> it is very long, yeah. It is, like, very, very long. Um. So, yes, gameplay. So... This is probably the really like smart bit of this in that the game aspect of this, I think, is mostly comprised with sections where you're pretty much tasked with directing a live news broadcast. And largely, I think that side of it is a like massive success, um, like completely disconnected from the FMV and how well that works. I think just the pure gameplay mechanics of it, I think, are really, really well done. I think it does a really good job of like introducing these sort of core concepts to running the news. Like you're swapping cameras constantly, you're having to bleep out certain things, you have to manage like the interference that crops up. And then I think it really does a good job of smartly layering like new layer like new aspects to all those like mechanics. So like suddenly goes from, oh, you're not just bleeping swear words, you're potentially bleeping like anti advance propaganda or disrupt propaganda and whichever way you're swaying and like you can purposely go to the wrong frequencies to display a different broadcast so i think that side of it is really smart around like i think it does a really good job of starting with this really solid foundation and then layering on these different mechanics i i would completely disagree but yeah really yeah i would completely disagree so oh i I don't know what what, i wonder what alex's like overall stance is before Mm. i start so, for my first playthrough, I played all but two of them on, like, normal difficulty and didn't touch the settings. But then I got annoyed with the frequency stuff, so I turned the frequency stuff off. Which, and let me just say, it's cool that you can customize the difficulty, so if you do, yeah. if you don't like a certain aspect, you can just disable it. So, yeah. that's what I did with the frequency. Um, but, no, I, I thought it was quite fun. I enjoyed the, the Wii management stuff. Well, okay, so what were your issues with it, Iowa? So, I think, and this is both a credit to the game, and mm. also, like, a downside, is just, I think it's so cool at the start, and then just like every other job, it gets real repetitive real fast, <laughs> right? Because, mm-hmm. as you said, Nick, you were like, oh, you're, like, censoring different things, right? But in reality, all that you're doing is just censoring which, of, which other new color you would like to censor. You're still hitting the yeah. space bar, right? Mm. And the camera swapping, that's really cool, right? Um, but, again, it's a real shame that it kind of boils down to, like, hit the one that's green. Yeah. Or not green, right? Depending on whatever you want to do, right? Uh, and, uh, well, unless you're me and you can't see the green light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and that also, and the level I just did before this call, like, it introduced the whole, like, uh, you know, audience Mm, like the response stuff, yeah. Yeah, and that was also colored, actually. Mm. And so I actually thought, like, at the start, oh, shit, I'm going to have to, like, think about what's the best thing for here. And then you realize, wait a second, I'm just hitting a color. Um, or you can do it wrong. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't have to just follow. Um, yeah, yeah, but that's the thing, though, right, is that it doesn't feel, whenever you, like, you color code something, mm. it kind of implies, like, oh, maybe you try this, kind yeah. of thing. Um, 
and yet it's just like yeah i just thought it was and i think we'll get on to this later right but no matter how good these elements were it is a distraction from what is the best part of this game mm-hmm. i don't think anyone could disagree with that part um, yeah, i think we were talking about this i know obviously we are delayed a month recording this but i remember we were talking about this kind of as you were i don't know maybe like a third away in the game is like you're like, yeah, I actually really like the mechanics, or like the mechanics are fine, but they do very much distract you from the bit you want to pay attention to, and that is all the dumb stuff that is going on, or all the like the stuff that is happening within the broadcast itself. Because so, you're kind of focusing on managing it, you kind of lose track of what's happening. So on my second playthrough, where I basically did the opposite of everything I did in my first mm. playthrough, I put the difficulty right down to basically nothing. Yeah. And it was great. I could just sit back and watch all this mayhem unfold. And like the fact that they have that option, I think is pretty cool. Like I, like that, yeah, I think they have a great range of like accessibility things in there. And I think they also have a smart idea of like they once you beat a level, you can go in and watch like you can watch I, it like, in a couple of different ways. You can watch yeah. like you can watch your actual broadcast and like how you how it looked to someone who was just watching it. Or like you have access to like all four screens or like whatever was being displayed on all four of the screens that are there. I think that's very smart. But yes, that is a massive time commitment to then go back in and sit and watch all that. I would tend to agree that yes, it can be a problem. But as you mentioned, IY, like a lot of the stuff you're doing becomes very routine to the, the player. Like it definitely felt like that I was definitely getting into a zone where I was able to do it without paying that much attention to like having the bleep stuff and all that and i was able to see what was going on so i feel like yes there is issues with that and yes i'm sure it would be great to just be able to sit and watch it but i also feel like personally anyway i got in like this sort of uh, like zen state of being able to do it and pay attention pretty well yeah so i think i think that is true i think like anything manual like that like you, mm. you just naturally get better at it um, it's, I it's think, mainly uh, the stuff on like the other screens. I feel like you're missing out on, which is I think is probably why they implemented the way to like to go back and watch some stuff. Like it's all the dumb stuff. Like I think it's in one of the first levels. It's like when the prime minister's given their like address. Like you see the whole like news crew sitting at Jeremy's desk watching it, and like they are sitting and chatting about it. So like if you're not going back to watch that, you're probably never hearing some of that dialogue. Which I feel like that's the sort of stuff you miss out on because. You don't want to purposely switch back to that camera because it's going to tank your ratings or your audience approval, whatever it is. No, like I, like for me, it's just uh, as I was pointed out right, on his second playthrough, right? He didn't want to play the thing again, yeah. like as it was, right? And like obviously, you know, I was obviously worse at it because I took bigger breaks in between yeah. playing it, which you um, do with every game, which you do with every out. game, right? <laughs> um, uh, but but that should be fine, right? Yeah. You should be able to put down a game and or and see stuff, but like. Yeah, it just, like, let me put it this way to you. I wasn't coming back to the game for the gameplay, mm. right? I wasn't like, do you know what I really feel like doing today? Adjusting those frequencies. Yeah. yeah I like, that's, like that's, swapping that's, cameras. Yeah, right. That's not really, like, why you come to this game. I um, love bleeping people. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be fair, I, I used to, <laughs> in my second playthrough, I would, like, turn the adverts up and start bleeping the adverts. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> just to, you know... Make them sound really bad. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty funny. Um, so I will say the other side of kind of that sort of stuff. So you mentioned like, or I've kind of said, it's like some of the stuff that you do during the most of the levels becomes quite routine. I actually think the game did a very good job of like kind of introducing certain like one-off mechanics in some levels. Like, and like it was literally stuff that was used once and then you never saw it again. So like stuff like the heat management, like it's going through like, oh, here is like, it's a heat wave and this nameless country that's definitely not England. And like you are tasked with art, not just analyzing and doing the broadcast, but you also have to kind of keep an eye on like this fan beside you that like is cooling down the breakers. I think that's a very smart thing because it would, like, as I said, like it's very easy to get into your routine with some of the stuff that you're tasked with doing at every level. So I think adding like these one-off mechanics is quite smart. And because they are quite invasive a lot of the time, I think they do a smart job of only ever really using them once. And space in the might as well. Yeah. So like it's stuff like there's a hallucination sequence where like you're tasked with like swatting How weird, animatronic like, sentient toys. Yeah. And, like I, I, it, but it only ever happens on one level. And like it's a smart idea to kind of 
break up some of the routine you would feel because you're pretty much doing the same thing in every level. I just thought it was, I think it was actually a really smart idea on their part. Uh, the last bit of the gameplay then, I think, kind of boils down to these, like the bits that are in between the FMV sequences, which they're kind of lackluster. They just really boil down to like the game just kind of pans through a random 3D environment and then you make a decision based on some text that the game presents to you. Like, I it's get awful. that you need... It's, it's, I think it's actually awful. I, it's I think no, it, <laughs> it definitely feels to me like they need... like. It's people that were sitting down to be like, oh, we like we need a cheaper way of progressing large amounts of the story that isn't FMV because FMV is very expensive to make. And like this was the best they could come up with. And it's not good in any stretch of the imagination. Like, yes, it helps progress the story, but they are boring ass screens to look at. Yeah. yeah even like just the it felt like I was watching like like a bunch of you are talking about it. It's just like like Gary's mods yeah. models just like sitting like still. Like yeah. just in on the screen for camera pan, like, um, they almost come across as like my first Unity text adventure. <laughs> yeah, and, but you are right though. That I think it, they are a good thing to have in the sense that like it does build the world. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, builds your character as well. Of like, your like gives you more agency of who your character is, and then can kind of sway towards some of your decisions, like whether you're supporting advance or supporting disrupt and things like that. So this is the thing is that like I I just don't care about my guy mm. that much because he's literally like he, he's just nothing like he's I will say I like credit to the writers of this game in that they use throughout all those text bits they use super gender neutral names and like pronouns and I think that like it's something I actually really noticed towards the end of the game. Is yeah, where like, they don't actually say like, uh, you're called Alex, your partner is called Sam. Yeah, which and like I don't think they ever specifically gender either of them. And I think it's a very smart choice. Like, and it's something that like yes, super kind of trivial in the grand scheme of things, but also just like very smart. Okay, so here's the, uh, so here's my counterpoint then, right? This is the same issue we had with like, uh, like a game like Persona, right, where yeah. your character is supposed to be part of this world, but. Oh. You're like, a blank slate, yeah. But yeah, but by giving them this kind of neutral stance, it, yeah, it does make you just feel like, oh, okay. Like, it's, mm. I like, I see your point, though. Like, obviously, you know, like, it is good, but at the same time, it's like, that is part of the issue with yeah. these moments and these characters. I will say, like, in terms of, like, yes, you're a blank slate character that is pretty much completely behind the scenes, I actually, th there's a certain point in the story where, like one of the characters actually directly addresses you on the screen. And I actually think that makes that a lot more impactful because like you're meant to be this faceless person that kind of no one knows. And like when suddenly someone says your name on the broadcast, you're like, oh fuck, this is serious. Depending on what choices you made through the game, it happens multiple times. Oh, okay. Like, so, I, I, like the first time I'm thinking is like the big pivotal moment that I don't want to say any spoilers until we're actually in that section, but okay. I think we all kind of know that bit. But I think it like it does add a lot of gravitas to that moment specifically because someone like directly addresses you on that screen that you very rarely see. So uh, there's one before that. And it's not really a spoiler because I'm not going to like mm. say, say the outcome. But whether or not you sent the daughter on the trip, yeah. if you give her money for the trip, in the hallucination section, the ending changes. Oh, okay. So if you send her on the trip, you get a song sung to you by the woman mm. on the broadcast. If you don't, uh, you get told off by the woman dressed as Jeremy. I think I remember singing that song, actually, but then obviously I wouldn't know that that would be different if I'd played it a different way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do, like, it's from... We looked it up afterwards, Alex, that like, we found that, like, flow chart of, like, here's where, like, all the kind of things branch off. Like, it's funny that, like, those are the major ones, yeah, but I actually think there is, like, loads of little minor things that they change. So I, like, yeah, well, I'll talk more about it when we get there, but, like, I looked up all the different endings, and, like, hmm. obviously, there's only, like, all the endings come near the end, like, all the build-up. Like, like, there, I think there's, like, there's something like 12 or 16 of, like, the, like, ending scene, like, you can kind of get, but, like, there is, I'd say, dozens and dozens of like different minor scenes you could see to get to that point yeah 
it seems like anyway from looking at that flow chart that we saw. Is there any other gameplay bits? I know the gameplay is kind of like I don't want to say the gameplay is not a major bit of the game because I actually think it's very well done. It's actually a like it's a pretty neat concept that I've never really seen anyone do before. And I think they do it very well. Wait, what do you mean? Like, like just like the What's the best way for it? Like the actual idea of what you're doing and like how they execute it, I think is very well done. Like someone saying, Oh, I'm gonna make a game about managing a broadcast. Like a news broadcast is like I don't think I've ever seen that kind of done in a video game before. And then I think the way they actually execute it is like they have done a very good job of executing it. Yes, like whether it's fun or not for a whole game is kind of a different question, but the actual execution of it I think is very well done. Yeah, well I think like, as a broadcasting, yeah, but like, I, I feel like you know you did you are you very much get like papers please vibes mm, from yeah. from this game. It is that like even like you know the like the stats at the end of a level yeah. like even that stuff like i think it's very much inspired by i would imagine like mm. by that kind of thing um but yeah no, i think that's the problem is that for me is like the gameplay is too much of it <laughs> yeah. i guess um so in terms of like when you say too much of it like what would you change personally like so this like, is the problem is that, is that i don't think this is a thing you could you either make the game play like so like I guess, like, so easy, as Alex, whenever you, like, put it down, that we're like, what's the point in playing? Mm. Or you... <laughs> you make this scene so uninteresting that you don't care <laughs> you don't about it, right? So, like, I think... So, I think they did, like, a great job. It's just that I think their hands are kind of tied yeah. because of this. They, but, yeah. I kind of get really, like, it feels like the gameplay and the FMV sequences are kind of competing against each other at times. Exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Because, like, I, I felt that about other, like, there was a game recently, and like, you know that Everhood Rhythm game I was playing, and like, and you and Bunchy watched me play a bit of it, and like, it was doing all these trippy environmental things in the background of like, oh yes, yeah, and like, I, I look so like, cool. You, and you were like, this is amazing. Like, yeah, this is so cool. Focus on anything else that's happening right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it, I, like, rhythm games especially do kind of have that sort of issue where like. There is a lot of cool shit going on, but you can't really pay attention to it because yeah, you're too, of too busy looking it, at what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, and like that was it. Rhythm Doctor IY that other game. Like oh that, yeah, that, that's uh, kind of another kind of idea of where like everything that's going on around outside of the rhythm game or what is like what you have to focus on is really interesting. But because the bit you have to focus on demands so much focus, it is impossible to see. <laughs> no, it's it's a fair point. And I get like. It's also, I feel like it's a point that not a lot of games have figured out how to do that properly. Or how to, like, without kind of sacrificing one or the other. I do think, it's not a perfect fix, but the fact that you can disable certain aspects. Yeah. That you, you're not, a, like, you don't want to engage with. Yeah. Like, the fact that you can pretty much just turn on, like, no-feel mode, almost. Yeah. And not really have to care about the like, actual quality of the product. Like me, you know, I didn't. I didn't like doing the frequencies because I thought it was a bit too distracting, so I just turned that off, and the only time I really interacted with it was for Disrupt, when they hijacked. Mm. So it was like... Yeah. yeah I, I, it's, it's not a perfect solution, but it's nice that they put it in. Just out of interest, then, like, if you do turn off the frequencies, do they still happen? You just don't need to care about them? No, they don't happen. Okay, the so only, does, the it, only does it only time... happen then if it's like if you need to choose between yes. focusing the broadcast or the disrupt? Yeah. Okay, uh, so that's what I was wondering. Like, how does it handle then, like the bits where you have a choice in your frequencies? Yeah, you, you just move it down to disrupt it. You don't even need to like change the waves or anything. Oh, you like just move it up and down. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay, fair enough. So, is there any final gameplay thoughts before we well, move on? You know, I straight up I didn't know there was a green light below the TVs until I said there. Oh yeah, so each so, of those screens. So I didn't know it has, either. Yeah, I think I pointed out to you, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I did. Yeah, so each of those screens has a light beneath it, and it'll either be red, or you should not be on this screen at all. Orange, if, like, orange pretty much means either something is about to come up, or you can use it for reaction shots, or green is, yeah, this shot is okay to, like, stay on. See, the orange and green look very similar to me. Yeah, I can imagine. So I I always had to just go with my gut and just guess. Yeah, I never looked for it, but is there, like, colorblind options in the game? I don't think so. Okay. Um, no, I think it's like you could probably get away with never looking at those and never noticing them because I think it's just kind of obvious, like what is yeah. on the screens and yeah, what like you should I, show I, it. Or I not. did manage it, but yeah, but well, no, yeah that's it was, thing, it was right? just that, a little thing. I that is the best to. way, like 
to play it. Yeah. Like, I actually think as soon as Nick told me, it was like, like in my mind, it was just like, oh, you yeah. can't unsee them. Like, they're yeah. very much there. So, I actually and think you playing without noticing like, is actually better. <laughs> like, yeah, I kind of ended up not ever looking at what was actually on the screens, and then that meant, like, out of the corner of my eye, I could just look at, okay, these lights are this, and then I could just pay attention to the actual, like, broadcast feed. And then, like, that's kind of how I got around of, like, that's how I was able to pay attention to what was going on in the FMV sequences. It was just, like, I was going off the colors rather than what was actually going on on the screens. Hmm. Which I think is fair. Like, it's a smart thing to add in. And I think, like, I think one of the, like, challenge modes actually gets rid of those lights. If I remember correctly. Yeah, there is quite a lot of challenge modes. Like, yeah, like, there's, like, they have loads of gameplay modifiers in there. And it's... the musicals, man. The musical <laughs> section's yeah. great. Sure. I do appreciate that, like, for people who aren't, who have no rhythm. You don't uh, have they, to engage like, with yeah, it. <laughs> they're literally just like, yo, it will not affect your, like, you will not do worse if you do not change on the beat. You can only do better. Which I think is very smart. Uh, so, the story and characters. The overarching story, I think, is very good, but also, in light of recent events, it feels very different thinking about it. <laughs> Which I know, obviously, like, I had finished this game before anything in russia or ukraine had happened and then suddenly russia and ukraine happened and i'm sure yeah. i think we you mean you've talked about like this comes across very differently now that this is all played out the way it has yeah like that's that's the reason why i didn't really finish it because i kind of yeah. stopped playing because i literally got to like the turning point in the story yeah. as mm. the real world stuff was happening i was like you know what this seems a bit too close to home now yeah and, and this is partially because Actually, at the start of the game, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be a government dog. <laughs> so I am. And then, like, it all kind of, like, shifted. It's like, oh, wait a second. Yeah. You know, I, See, I don't like, know. If- I, like, to, like, when I played it, I was the same. Like, I would lean towards advance until then, like, it becomes obvious what advance is actually doing. Hmm. Which I think, yeah, that's a fair response to have in a game. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, and, like uh-huh. it's a cautionary tale for actual government. People will toss out anything to get them in the office. <laughs> But, like, it's not just that. It's the fact they carry out their promises and the promises are so devastating. Mm. Yeah, it's... Because, like, they promise uh, wealth redistribution through, like, taking all the money off rich people, which they do. Yeah. But then, like, that's a slippery slope. really good on paper, and then in practice, it's like, oh, this is actually, like, kind of horrifying, and the effects of this could be very detrimental. Because it, it is, like, the perfect analogy of politics in that regard. It's like, mm. you can promise something ridiculous, but if you deliver on it, it could be equally as bad as not, you know? Yeah. I do think, like, that whole advanced disrupt story that kind of serves as the backdrop as kind of for everything, I do think it is very, like, by the numbers. Like... It's not a groundbreaking story by any stretch of the imagination. It's a story that's been played out in a lot of media of, oh, everyone loves this government. And then, oh, this government turned out to be really bad. Like, you only need to look at stuff like V for Vendetta and things like that. But I do think it serves as a very good backdrop for, like, the bit of the story that you actually care about, which is, like, Jeremy and all the news crew, of, like, and their characters. And I think, like, as it is very, even though it is very by the numbers, I think it's, it get it does its purpose. Like to have a to put these characters in a meaningful story. Yeah, it's also. I know. Uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say that. I, th- I think. Yeah, like you, they hit the nail on the head. There's like the story's not the most unique, but like yeah. it's delivered well. Yes. Right. And it's delivered well, the- and like the way they insert the characters that you actually care about into it is very is very well done. Exactly. Oh, I was just gonna say it's. Uh- the, the way the government is portrayed, so you've got, you know, the straight woman and the drunk man. Mm. And it kind of builds it up as if the guy is the one that's going to go mental and yeah. take things down the crazy, like, route. And then just the swap of, like, he's gone. Yeah. And once he disappears, then things get mental. Mm. And it's just that kind of snap of, like, as soon as he's gone, nukes. And then you go, like, I think it was said in one of the broadcasts, like, was he the one keeping a lid on this craziness? Yeah, was, Despite, was, he, like, was his, he the one kind of keeping her in check? Yeah, and it's just, like, 
you don't really notice it in the build yeah. up to that because you're like, oh, he's the crazy one in this government, you know. I just think that's quite well done, quite well built. Yeah, like over, like I do like as much as yes is by numbers, like I always write is like I think it's it's very well delivered. Yeah. It, like it may not be the most unique story in the world, but it is very well acted and well kind of thought out and paced out. Can we do um, spoilers? Oh yeah. Okay. So spoilers for like several endings here. But you get a different reveal depending on what ending route you take. Mm-hmm. So uh which broadcast did you get up to IY? You got past the heat wave, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got to literally uh nukes. Nukes? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you've got um the flow chart which is is Jeremy dead, yes or no? Is Alan dead, yes or no? And did you play the reveal tape? Yes or no? And the tape changes depending on who's alive and dead. Yeah. So the Jeremy one is uh, like disrupts management is like the elite class. Mm. I think uh, this, this is the one I got is that Jeremy reveals yeah. that the people who are running Disrupt are actually like the people who the rich people from before who just want their money back. Yeah. Um. If Alan's a if Alan and Jeremy are dead, this is the one I got second. It's revealed that. Uh, Peter finds out about the nukes and tries to stop it and he's freaking out and uh, the woman phones up and gets him killed. Mm. And I believe if Alan isn't dead the tape reveals that a doctor found out about you know mass sterility in yeah. the nation and told her about it and then I think she sends him into exile, gets him out of mm. the country before he gets killed. Yeah. So, like, there's different reveals, yeah. and I, like, I think that's pretty cool. I, like, you can tell a lot of thought when then, like, how the story plays out is, like, I can imagine, like, lots of people, or lots of writers sitting around a fucking whiteboard putting, like, sticky notes on it and drawing yeah. lines between them. Like, I think it is very smart, and, like, it's subtle ways as well. Like, as much as, yes, I think the, like, oh, you can be government or anti-government stuff is quite heavy-handed in the way it's delivered i actually think it's stuff like the like jeremy hostage situation like i think is very well done where like that changes quite dynamically like so like jenny like the like kind of stage hand or crew whatever she is like her role is is like yelling at you to like cut now you'd like do not show this and like depending if you cut away or not like that decides whether jeremy lives or dies or like if jeremy lives or if he commits suicide live on air it's like if you cut away, it's implied that like they never explicitly state it until the reveal at the end. It is like it is just oh I can't believe all this has happened. But like as far as I'm aware, like if you don't cut away, you see him pull the trigger and blow his brains out. Yep, can confirm. Yeah, and like if, but if you cut away, like everyone acts as if he's done that, but it's never explicitly stated that he did do uh, that. Oh no, they they say he's been put in jail. See, I think they do eventually, but. Like in not, the immediate, not immediately. Yeah, yeah like in the immediate, on. like the next broadcast, that like it opens with like I think Megan like sitting crying on air talking to Jenny, and like it's still very much implied there that you don't know what has happened to Jeremy, and like it's very much implied that he has killed himself. Still, I think yes, eventually they do kind of let on that yes, he's just been like put in jail, but I think it's very smart and like it's that sort of dynamic, like where the gameplay isn't just sorry, where the storytelling isn't just I can be pro or anti. That I think that's where the story really shines. Is that they let you kind of, you're like, you're not just, it, it's not just black and white essentially in what you're doing. It's those sort of like, you're making a decision without realizing you're making a decision almost. I think that's where it really makes the storytelling quite smart. So, speaking of all those characters as well, I think I do want to shout out like, compared to a lot of FMV games, I think like 99% of the acting in this is very, very well done. Like, it's very easy to look at a lot of FMV games and be like, this is very campy, and these people are obviously not amazing actors. They're just the easiest actors they could get access to. I couldn't really fault anyone's performance in this, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, they're all pretty good. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Like, I think oh. it's, like, Jeremy, I think, is, like, the perfect kind of... <laughs> 
grizzled news anchor almost. <laughs> yeah. Just like he is so done with this shit. Um, and yeah, I think overall, I think I couldn't, just in comparison to a lot of FMV games, which can be very hit and miss on the acting, like, I think this is like 99% hits, which is very high for an FMV game. But I will say, though, the one thing, no matter how good the acting is, right, I will say for anyone who's like, curious to play this game though if you do not enjoy like british humor yes yeah you, 100%, it, it will 100 yeah. just like there is no point playing yeah it is game. it is very very british in like it's kind of tone and how it tells jokes yeah it is yeah you're very much right there yeah yeah because i know uh because I know, like, speaking of Bunchy, like, cause he's, he's watching me play through all my mm. sessions, and, like, he really doesn't Get like... <laughs> yeah. I think he gets it, but, like, it's just, like... And I, I can see it. I can see it. And, like, I'm very much, like, in between in it. Um, mm. But, yeah, I could I could see that being very off-putting for people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, also, I, I like just the... remembered. Yeah, go for it. Speaking of, you know, the way different we tweaks to the endings... There's um the show with Jeff Algebra. Yeah. Your audience reactions changes that. Yeah. And there's like four possible outcomes. Yeah, because I think the first it's, time it's the insane. first time I did it, he was very much like or when he does the first episode of it, like you don't have the reactions yet. It's just like how you want to cut things and all. And like I think then later on he comes back and is very much like, oh, you're you sabotage my show and then you can keep sabotaging his show and he just gets progressively more pissed off yeah and i like the cast uh outfits get progressively worse and like yeah. the the interview goes like off the rail but yeah. if you portray them in a really good light it goes like the other direction yeah but you can also do it in between where it's kind of all over the place and i think that is like it's not. It's not even like a big part of yeah. the the wider the story, story yeah. but the fact there's like so many different interactions depending on how you do the fake audience reactions mm. to the show. It's, like it's, I, I do actually mention it there. Like I, because it is such a like integral part of the story. I actually love like the slow transition of being a new show to essentially becoming an episode of Loose Women. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really fucking well done. Like the like, the more the government puts a hand in it, the less newsy it yeah, becomes. The yeah. less actual news they cover. It's really smartly done, and like adding stuff like here, we want to start adding fake audience reactions and stuff. You're like, this is not news. This is in, not just uh, entertainment. I did see in one of the endings, the prime minister takes over the news, and it just becomes her talk show. Ah, <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, oh, the other thing I actually want to give them big props for. Um, they incorporated current events really well. And I'm not talking about obviously Ukraine Russia. Uh, they obviously do a pseudo-COVID episode with the toys. Yeah. And like obviously they're they are very much like, oh, everyone's at home because of like everyone has been told to stay at home because of these toys. But obviously it's because they have had to figure out how to film at like FMC se- FMV sequences while everyone is having to stay at home because of COVID. They do a very good job of that, and it's very funny. Like, they manage to make light of what is a very serious situation in a clever way. And, like, seeing Jeremy try to eat a sandwich and, <laughs> and then panic, yeah. And then panic because of the bite that got back to him is one of the funniest things that isn't, like, the key. Like, it's one of those things, he has, like, as you mentioned, like, it's one of those things that you've missed if you're not paying attention because you're having to focus on the other thing. But, like, Jeremy's sitting there trying to construct his sandwich, but it keeps fucking up. And by the time he gets it right, Megan throws back to him because it's his time to end the news. It's really, really well done. Actually, just out of, where were you heading then, like, in terms of your, like, where was your story heading? Like, what had you done? Uh, had you been pro-government or pro-disrupt? I was pro-disrupt, and so the last bit was the whole, um, everyone's big gunfight yeah. in the building across the road, and yeah, that was kind of it. It was just like, oh, look, look what you've started! It's like, is that yeah. a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah, the next episode is what, like, the final broadcast is when it, like, becomes really, like, where it's essentially an episode of Loose Women, isn't it? And then that's when 
depending on what happens, Jeremy reveals that he's like Jeremy breaks in and plays that tape. But no, I think like as much as yes, you have no obligation to. I would see out that last episode just because I think it's it's an interest. Like I think this, the way the story concludes kind of is all has. I haven't seen a conclusion that seemed like it was unsatisfying. Like from, yeah, like what I saw from that flowchart, and I think it would be. I think you should, like after putting that much time into it, I feel like you might as well see out the end of it. Like I find a YouTube video of like all the endings. Yeah. They're all really well done. Yeah. And and they all explain so much. Mm. Like like they all fill in gaps, but like different gaps depend on your playthrough. So it's mm. it is quite smart and yeah. Props. I I appreciate also that your advert choice does have meaning. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll, like not just beyond like the stock thing, but also the fact that like if you play certain people enough, you see them on that red carpet scene. Yeah, like Crazy Neil. Yep, Crazy Neil's great. So the final category uh, is this the best use case for FMV within a video game? So we played like what three? Is this the third FMV game we've played? No, no. Yes. Yeah. So the two we've played before this contradiction and late shift, they have both leaned way more towards just this idea of. The FMV is an interactive movie more than anything. Um, so like, yeah, they felt just like movies that have slapped on a kind of small decision-making layer on top of that. Whereas it feels like Not For Broadcast has actually found a really smart way of integrating the FMV side of things with an actual gameplay. Like, as much as I don't think it would be as endearing and probably as popular, I think like with the right production values of 3D graphics, I think actually you could pull off not for broadcast without any FMV. Like, you could make that... Like, that news system would work in an ordinary game, and, like, you wouldn't need FMV necessary to make the gameplay system work. And I think... I want to ask, like, is this the right way to do FMV? Like, Alex, you're obviously the, probably the biggest supporter of FMV games in the group, and, like, which style have you preferred playing anyway? Like, has it been the more traditional style, like, Contradiction and things like that? Or do you want to see more, like rather than just making a movie and sticking choices into it, do you want to see more actually like try and figure out smart ways to use FMV within a game? Um, I think both. If the... Like, Late Shift is more of the movie with choices. I would mm. say Contradiction is more open because I, I don't think it's like it's just straight up movie. You do, I like, don't know. I think like if you stripped all the gameplay out of Contradiction, I think it would work just as well. I know, yes, you are meant to, like, make these contradictions and things, but I also feel like that is a very flimsy, like, it's excuse not, it's to not make as, that a game. Not as flimsy as Late Shift, to be fair. Oh, yeah, late, like, Late Shift, and I'm sure there were others that, like, like especially, I don't know, back, you're thinking more back towards, like, 80s and 90s, you're in FMV's heyday, like, yes, were, they were very much, we were going to make a movie, but oh, we don't think it'll do four, very because well. Oh, we Telling Lies. Oh, I suppose, yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's a really good, like, telling lies in her story is using FMV outside of, like, it's not just, oh, look at this movie we've made and slapped things onto it. Like, it is smartly ways of using FMV. I don't think I was a fan of telling lies. (laughs) I don't know, I wasn't there for that. It's the one episode I've never, I was not on. I think telling lies... Not, not that you actually just mentioned reminded me of that game. I actually think I preferred playing it. Mm. I preferred like the FMVs in this game, but like yeah. actually just playing the game, like because no, like, that was F- that like, was like an actual puzzle essentially. Yeah, like the like, gameplay that I I would say is better. Like for something like telling lies in her story, like the FMV and gameplay are very much almost two separate. Like you're never doing them at the same time. Yeah, kind of. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, now that now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was the the story, I and yeah. the characters I really didn't like, but the gameplay, no, the gameplay was fine. Not like it's just, like as much as yes, I think I appreciate the kind of quality of like I appreciate contradiction for it being ridiculous in dumb <laughs> goofy ways, uh, but like late shift, I think felt very superfluous in its gameplay. I think it's. And it just didn't feel like in the, if you strip all the gameplay stuff out, I don't think it would have made a very good movie either. Yeah. Um. So it just feels like I don't know. I those style of FMV games for me just don't do it. And I think playing something like Not for Broadcast makes me think 
there are way way better ways of doing this and like just making an interactive movie is not the way to do it like making an interactive movie almost just feels like we wanted to make a movie we wanted to make a movie but realize it would do fuck all yeah so yeah we have have more chance of being successful if we slap some flimsy gameplay into it i do think the more intriguing the gameplay the better it will be Mm. because like as you're saying if you just have you know a movie but then you have two choices to make and you go this route or that route and that's basically the only route you see is it really a choice kind of thing yeah and like it's stuff like i know it's in there kind of as a joke but like bungie has been playing through dmc5 with (laughs) live action cutscenes like like they're like they are developer cutscenes almost that they've kind of made to instead of like storyboarding out the cutscenes they've made like they've actually filmed the cutscenes with people acting out and like as much as yes that's not really fmv in like the gameplay side of thing or the game idea of what we consider fmv but even that i think is better of like use fmv to convey something you don't you can't convey it with graphics in a way that like have this full proper game if you want it and then use it just fmv cutscenes if you feel like it because i feel like that's a better use than just having oh i'm watching a movie and then suddenly it asks me if i want to go left or right because that just like to me i don't know maybe i'm just past that in general but like i do think this has set a really high bar moving forward because like like, even even stuff like I don't know if any of you've watched it, but like Netflix has like a whole section of like interactive movies. And like there's like there was a Black Mirror one. And like yes, it was an interesting Black Mirror story, but like the FMVs, like the interactive side of it just felt so superfluous. Like it was just there as a gimmick more than anything. And like it's just like playing this and seeing how well stuff like her story and telling lies is done. It just seems that like in FMV interactive movies just seem so dated. Point- yeah, dated and kind of pointless now. In that we've like we've seen ga- we've seen pure 3D games do that sort of stuff better with like say the Telltale kind of games like are similar sorts of things. And like just if you want to do that, just make a fucking movie. So like, have the balls to make a movie. So I think what. So obviously we're 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 putting her story, this game, and like you know, a little bit of telling lies, right? Yeah. Into like the you know oh interesting kind of good category, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing that these games actually have in common, as opposed to say late shift or these older games, is um if you think about it, these games, all the clips you are watching are actually are relatively short. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, which means in this game you feel like your decisions mean something because they can, of course, film small bits, right? So you know the bits where it's like, oh, here's our topic of today's news broadcast. And it's like, you yeah. have to between one and two things. That's a hmm. really like quick like still or thing that they can just change. And you feel like you're a part of that moment. Mm-hmm. Unlike, say, in, let's say, this is it late shift, right? Where like, if a character decides to use a helicopter instead of a car, those are two very different like scenes that need to be filmed and like will feel very weird whenever they come together again. Mm. But like this just feels a little bit more dynamic and like yeah. evolved. I think that's like the advantage of this game. Yeah. Which gets to my point of like I mentioned this during the late shift uh uh game club, which was like FMV moving forward, guys, is VR, I'm in the movie, <laughs> characters are talking right to my face, and like that's that's the future, right? That's the future. Is is it? I'm 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 calling it nine. Right? Quote 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 this episode whenever whenever that. I happens. mean, it's it's going to be done eventually. I'm sure it has been done. I think it done well. Yeah, well, the weather has done well or not. Oh, but like that was the point I was going to say because the fact that you do have influence over like such minor things and it do like. You don't even see these characters outside of those like intro segments, but the fact that they have their own story arc, depending yeah. on how you portray them, like the the sports star, 
I can't remember mm. what sport it was. Footballer? John- Johnny Hamsleeves. Yeah. Like, you can portray him as a drunk, and yeah. then, like, he and then just he gets his life. Yeah, you can get like, and you, you can decide whether he gets his life back together or not. Yeah, like, or he like marries and things. Yeah, and like you can send him spiraling out of control, and he opens up his own brewery, but no one buys his beer, so he like tries to drink himself to death with all his like unsold beer. Or you can like make him the happiest man on the planet, get him married, yeah. and all that. And that's just one. And there's like so many of those small character arcs that changed dramatically through the playthrough. I was, I was like, I don't know why, but for some reason my mind just flashed back to the whole tit wank Tommy bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, as the introduction of how you bleep things, it's yeah. such a great introduction of everyone calling this guy tit wank Tommy. And I don't know why you fucking talking about that footballer triggered that memory, but it's really fucking stupid. That and like the feed goes out for like two seconds and the room's just packed yeah, with so, people. Suddenly so it's like good. this fucking party going on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, it's so dumb. Oh, it's, I, I need to convince because I, I alright. Obviously Hans is not here. I need to convince Hans to play this because I do think if he plays this, it might actually end up being his game of the year. Because <laughs> I just feel like the humor is also right up the street. Yeah, I, I'm really shocked Hans. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought this would be. I like, just uh, I think with everything going on, Hans didn't want to dedicate the time to play it. But I'm going to try and convince him if there's a lull in new releases to sit down and play it. Because fuck, hundred percent. Like even if he isn't a fan of the gameplay, you can basically remove it. Yeah. So it's like, I would say hundred percent worth just experiencing this for the videos. It's really good. And then every time someone says Tit Wang Tommy, everyone in the background goes, Way! Way! <laughs> it's so dumb. It's also so British. <laughs> uh, out of all the FMV games, Alex has made us play. Um, hey, Hans got in on it too. Yes. Well, I didn't play that, so. Um, yes, I think Not For Broadcast is like up there as one of the best. Probably the best. And I will say I had an absolute blast playing it. I thought it was incredibly fun to play. The humor and tone of it all hit perfectly for me, and I was super satisfied with like the way it all played out and how long I spent with it. And like maybe in like towards the end of the year when new releases kind of lull, I probably will play this again because I had that much fun with it, and I want to see kind of how the other permutations of the story can play out. So yeah, I absolutely adore this game and would highly recommend it. Uh, Alex, yeah, no, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I think. This is the pinnacle of FMV games at the minute. Uh, I haven't really seen anything doing something like this. Where there's just so much variety mm. based on what you choose to do in the game. Sorry, also, you just saying that, I do want to say, like, kudos to them as well. Because yeah, apparently uh, there is, like, hundreds of hours of there is like, footage filmed for this. Amount. Like, apparently, I think it is in the Guinness World like, yeah, Records the of most, most, uh, most footage yeah. filmed for an FMV game or something. It's incredible. And, like, I did two playthroughs, and I, I don't even think I've seen half of this stuff. Mm. But it's just, like, it's just so good. It's just, uh, I would definitely say best FMV game you can get. I don't know. I would highly recommend this, but on the basis of what we, of what I was saying earlier, like there is definitely you. This is a definitely love or hate game. I think mm. like you either love this kind of humor, and you can get past the gameplay part, or this is very much like not for you yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, but like, if you are like a fan of these kind of things, like. Like definitely, as Alex said, it's like probably the best, best one of these kind of games out there at the moment. Until my amazing FMV VR comes out, you know? <laughs> until you put yourself in the movie, yeah. <laughs> until IY takes it on himself to make his own VR game, until you VR are the FMV movie, <laughs> yeah. You gotta see IY walking around with a fucking 3D camera strapped to his head, <laughs> 3D 360 degree camera on his head. Just, just check me out in the London news, yeah. Yep. Man hit by train because he wasn't paying attention to where he was going. <laughs> so yes, overall, very positive impressions for Not For Broadcast. But before we wrap it up, as always, we have to find out what we are playing for April. Hans is not here, as you may have noticed. Um, so he has sent me a Facebook message, which I have not opened yet. I'm going to open it live. 
Well, not really live. Live for us. Han should be so proud. We haven't insulted him at all this episode. Yeah. So. This will Dick. You can cut that then, Nick. Don't. I will read this word for word, Hans's Facebook message. I hope there's nothing incriminating in here. Um, Due to the Hogwarts Legacy stream, I have a Harry Potter. Oh, God, no. So for the next month, we are playing Lego Harry Potter years one to four. (laughs) It was originally going to be Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets on the Game Boy Color. Uh, P.S. A bad roof did not support the views and opinions of J.K. Rowling. <laughs> Fair. It's one of the, yes, I do agree with that. Yeah. So, yes, join us. Another fucking leg room. <laughs> Alex already owns it, apparently. I do, yeah. Why do you own it? It was, okay. a, it was in a humble bundle, I bet. So, way, like, years and years ago, I think it was like five or six years ago, I saw both Harry Potter and Lego games on mm. sale. I think there are five for both of them yeah. or something. I bought them and I started playing uh, the first one at about an hour and I was like, you know what? I really want to watch the movies. So I watched the movies and I never went back to it. Yeah. <laughs> this would be a really good game to try at like, the Steam Remote Player Parsec. Hi, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Just do it, go off. Hey, guys, if you still want to buy it, you know, let me know. <laughs> Shit, Alex has <laughs> leverage here. <laughs> remote Play on phone and tablet. What? Oh, yeah. I think that means you can stream it from your PC to your phone. Ah. Um, so, yes, join us at the end of April where we'll be talking about Lego Harry Potter years of one to four. But for now, is a goodbye from Alex. Goodbye. A goodbye from IY. Later. A goodbye from myself. See you next time. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs>